Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. Fall camp is over, and it's bow time. Bow time. Get ready. Uh, for seeing some Bo Nicks on the field for sure. Uh, and uh, excited to finally get that out. Um, it gives the guys uh, a little over a week now uh, to get acquainted with. And if they already didn't already know, they for sure know that Bo is the quarterback. Uh, ben, are you excited about uh, Bo Nicks as much as a lot of Auburn fans are? Oh, man, I am so excited. Uh, the thing it was last year, when we saw Bo in high school winning championships, we all thought, could this guy be the next leader? And Joey Gatewood is a fantastic athlete, and hats off to him for being the the competitor that he is. But Bo Nix came into this thing, and he took it. And that, wearing the same number as his dad, coming in as a an Auburn prodigy, basically, man, it is exciting to know... Now, QB1 announced preseason. Gus typically doesn't do this. You know, usually... Well, he may do it, like, you know, a few days ahead. Well, but, like, it's nice to have at the, least a week and a half. The last time we had a question at quarterback, it wasn't until, like, almost game time that we knew who was going <laughs> to yeah. start the game. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then yep. sometimes he would start three quarterbacks. So, you know... <laughs> but Oh, hope the, that doesn't happen. I, I don't think it will. I... I think this is an announcement to, you know, the team in the Auburn Nation that we have our quarterback, and it, it, yeah, I I'm I'm just so stoked about it, man. It's gonna be a good season. Yeah, I think this is a very good thing, and uh, Ben, it, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, we were discussing who who we thought. I was in the Joey Gatewood camp. You were in the Bo Nix camp, and uh, sure enough, you your guy ended up getting it. Um, and do you remember Gus, uh, he, he almost was like, even at SEC media days, I feel like he had a hunch that Bo was going to win it out. Uh, and he was just waiting for Bo to actually do it. Um, he was giving his little telltales and wanting to probably say more than he actually did. Uh, <laughs> just to seem like it, it was still, I mean, I still believe it was a competition up until today. Um, mm. but it, I, you don't, uh, really? Well, competition, yes, but I think I think Gus knew a little bit of something something a few weeks ago, and he just wanted to have that confirmed. He wanted the okay. the data to analyze or whatever he was saying in the past few days. He he wanted the tape to to go back and yeah. confirm his his thought process. So the the fact that Joey didn't yep. just 
come in and take this thing right off the bat tell told me that Bo was a serious threat to win the job. And the more time that we've gone on and the more we've heard and, you know, I've heard a lot that Bo, he trusts his wide receivers and he, he goes and with his running and passing ability, tries to get his wide receivers open, lead them open and have them make plays. And that's the type of quarterback we need. Yeah. Well, and you've got the wide receivers to assist that because I think you throw anything near somebody like Seth Williams, he's going to go up and get it, or at least he will try his hardest to get it. And that, like that, that's a, a freshman, a true freshman quarterback's dream is to have a, a bunch of wide receivers that yeah, can the core that. is it's set. Uh, I, I'm really excited to see. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that I, I can kind of foresee is this almost being like a Trevor Lawrence saga, as much as I hope it's not, um, I I hope I really do hope that Joey stays, but like I, at the same time I I could see him leaving, and uh, because I think he can start pretty much anywhere. If they don't already have an established quarterback, he could probably start anywhere. Um, and that's just the kind of talent he has. Um, the the thing I I really hope just because Joey has been around and been committed to Auburn for so long that he he stays committed to Auburn. Uh, for another year and it gives us some depth because I really do think and Gus said it in his press conference uh, that we just listened to uh, that Joey can help us can he can help us win and I, I really do believe we can use him not not to say that we're gonna do like a dual quarterback system but maybe throw Joey in certain situations um, and if anything that keeps him on as a a really good backup option for Bo just in the rare case of something bad happening to Bo. I mean, we don't want it to happen, but it is the SEC and bad things can happen to quarterbacks. I mean, just look at Tua. I mean, he, his knee was just completely busted up towards the end of the season and Jalen had to step in there and, and pick up uh, where, where he left off. So um, I, I think we, I don't want that thing to, I don't want it to happen. I mean, but it could potentially happen. How much time do you think I, that Gatewood's going to get now that Bo's officially a- announced? Well, I, I guess it depends on how the offense congeals because based on the amount of talent we have and the ability that I think this team will have to score points, Gatewood could be in every single game in the fourth quarter, much like how we saw Tua go out in the third quarter every single year or every single game last year. And that's a possibility. You know, we have so much talent. And if, if Bo is as good as we can dream, then maybe that happens. You know, I, I definitely think that Joey will get a lot of time against Tulane. And then in the third game of the season, uh, he could even get a lot of time against Oregon, depending on how we come up and, and show up. But, True. you know, when you start getting to like that fourth game, I, I think Joey could be a starting quarterback, much like you said, really anywhere in the country that doesn't have an incumbent that is, you know, already a leader on the team. And so do you so, think he, he probably will leave around the fourth game if he does leave? Well, it would make more sense, wouldn't it? Because if not, he'd have to sit out all of next season if he wants to transfer somewhere else. If, if Bo Nix has really taken this thing and Bo is going to run with it, 
and he's going to be our starter for the next year or two or more, hopefully. I'd love him to stay around and be an Auburn quarterback of old. If if that's the case, then I wouldn't blame Joey for looking for other pastures. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, like I, I obviously being an Auburn fan want him to stay as much as possible, but at the same time, like he he's got a true talent being a 6-5 kind of guy that really could run pretty much any offense in the country. And that's that's pretty rare to have somebody that could fit into almost any offense and just own the offense. Um, like I really hope he stays, but at the same time, I'm almost preparing my heart for it when he leaves. And, uh, then we're, we're going to have to have Cord Sandberg as our backup. And, uh, I mean, I'm glad Cord's been here for a while. Uh, he's a senior type guy. He's almost as old as me, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, but he, he's a guy that I think could potentially step into that role and play a good solid backup. Um, and play into the system of Gus. Um, he's got a baseball background, so I know he's he's able to throw the ball. Um, so that that's pretty awesome. Um, I, I was thinking about this, and I, I believe Allie Davidson uh, tweeted about, it, and I just thought, oh man, this is so true. So do you remember last year, and even the year before, Stidham had certain things that they would the announcers would say about him. You know, Stidham's from Texas. He, he went to <laughs> Baylor. He uh, is engaged, uh, those kind of things. This year, get ready for it. Every every announcer is going to talk about Bo Nix. He's a legacy yep. of Auburn. His dad played at Auburn. Every announcer <laughs> is going to say it every TV time they possibly get. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and it's going to be well-deserved. I mean, the the story of Bo Nix is, is such a cool one because of having grown up around Auburn because of his dad and then they're gonna say you know the last game that he played as a high school student was in jordan Hare stadium when he won the state title uh it's gonna be it's gonna get old i'm sure but it's gonna be fantastic after the first you know few games yeah i I mean and it's just the legacy itself um because like even for the i was thinking back on the hype videos typically have the the play from Knicks to Sanders in the Iron Bowl and that's going to get played and that's going to be so much more real to so many people because they're going to be like wow we've got Patrick Knicks's son playing on our field right now <laughs> that's going to be pretty <laughs> neat to me oh for sure um, and it's it's instead of probably you know Knicks to Sanders it's going to be Knicks to Williams uh or Knicks to Schwartz. I mean, there's going to be some really awesome uh, combinations that I think will come out of this. My question is, after three years of being a starter, would he stay for a senior year? But I mean, possibly. You know, I, I guess it depends on how much the love of Auburn that brought him to us from you know his family roots sticks in with him. But gosh. Can you imagine having a three-year starter from a freshman? Well, this is the, this is the first time we've had a freshman quarterback, a true freshman, since, I think since the 40s? Yeah, I want to say it's been over 70 years. So this is like unheard of ground that we are on right now. Like this this hasn't happened in three generations. Yeah, and, and that it, it, it is almost also crazy. Just knowing Gus and 
how he values the the veteran players and i'm honestly a little amazed that we're having a true freshman i mean it makes sense yeah like i honestly think it makes sense to have a true freshman or even if we had gone with joey gatewood a a redshirt freshman but i think it's also people will talk about it but i think it's also credit to how well he was prepared Um, and i think his dad played a huge role in that Um, almost being a a coach on and off the field um, as he's growing up uh, and that's that's got to play huge dividends uh, later down the road. Definitely um, so. Ben, anything else about Bo Nix and uh, what you're si- ex- most excited about with him? Man, the dual threat action from a player that is incredibly fast, incredibly poised, and has a rocket for an arm. What's not to be excited about, I True. guess? True. Uh, I love the fact that we know who our starting quarterback is. Uh I dare Oregon to plan for Bo Nix because good luck. You're going to have to plan for our defense. Yeah. And man, it's a uh, gosh, first game can't get you here fast enough. So true. Um, let's jump on into uh, some other Auburn related news that's come out in the last week. Uh, Andy Burcham was announced the voice of the Auburn Tigers. Uh, we've given our two cents on, on what we thought about that um, on our uh last like year preview or review of all all athletics that's on the e2c network um but ben real quick just give your two cents on uh andy burcham uh becoming the voice of the auburn tigers uh, i think it's fantastic it's the perfect hire uh huge shoes to fill but i think andy you know his feet can fit him and uh one thing that i said during the show that uh no one caught up on because I guess it was just the timing. Uh, I expect Andy to have seven to eight uh, War Eagle touchdown Auburn calls <laughs> during the Oregon game. I like it. And uh, then Joey can come in and play in the fourth quarter. For sure. Uh, that would be cool. And we get Joey a little practice just in front of a, a really large crowd. I mean, he got some, I think, in the Purdue game and other smaller games this past season. But, uh, yeah. I mean, just give him any any time. Uh, maybe that'll hold him on. Uh, another news that uh, piece of news that came out, uh, and this is about Harvey Updike. And I, I know a lot of Auburn fans are not very happy about this, but uh, Harvey Updike's uh, failed to make his payments again uh, for poisoning the tumors oaks. Uh, and now the court summoned him. Uh, and I really hope he goes to jail. Uh, not in like a terrible way, but just like, come on, like really? <laughs> I wish he uh, would actually make payments. Like if you would just make payments, I mean, you're not going to jail. I feel like the court was very lenient uh, with not having any court, uh, any jail time associated with it. He just had to make monthly payments and uh, he's only made a couple of payments in 2019. And uh, yeah, uh, I hope the court's on him for that. Did anyone really expect this guy to actually pay up? no no one did eight hundred thousand dollars no he's like that's that's the amount he had to pay maybe 400 bucks yeah well well he's paid almost five thousand total but that's that's been since what i forget when he was actually sentenced like 2014 or something so like that's not a whole bunch of money yeah well there's been a lot of deflation of the u.s dollar since then so uh He's paid like 400 bucks, and now he's going to go <laughs> leech off of the Auburn taxpayers because he won't pay up. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and also other Auburn news. Um, and, and this is really sad. I, I heard about another former Auburn player that died and I was thinking, like, what is it right now? Um, and we had, a, a former running back Cedric Benson. Uh, he actually played, uh, on the 24, uh, 2004 team, uh, with Ronnie Brown and Carnell Williams Cadillac. Hmm. Uh, and he actually played right behind them. Uh, that's, that's really tough. Like, wow. All of a sudden just ends up dying and, uh, man, just another Auburn death. And that's sad. Yeah. Gosh. Not going to be able to see the next season. Uh, some exciting news. Let's talk about some walk-ons and them getting scholarships because I feel like that's always one of the best. The best things that I feel like college football does is giving the guy that's put in so much hard work, and especially for the guys that got it, they've been at Auburn for at least two to three years, and they're given you know a jersey, they're given practice equipment, they're given a gym to work out in, but like they have to work their way through college a lot of times. Um, maybe not off the field, but like they, they have to really work at it just to make the team. And uh, I think it's always awesome to see uh, them getting rewarded with a scholarship saying your tuition is paid for. Um, and uh, three guys got that uh, opportunity to go on scholarship. Spencer and I, the fullback guy. Oh, yeah. I, he's he's our uh senior um and i'm i'm glad for him uh, i hope he he's able to potentially crack into the the h-back position a little bit this year uh devin geis uh he's a junior db from opelika and uh he also got a scholarship james owen moss a junior wide receiver from opelika so congrats to all three of those guys um and hope that you use those uh, to the best of their ability. Um, hey, maybe we get to see them a little bit more on the field. I know uh, Devin and James both got to play at least a little bit last year, um, but they were in smaller games. Um, so, hey, maybe this is uh, a little nudge uh, that Gus has given them to get some more uh, play time in uh, bigger games. Let's also talk about scrimmage. The scrimmage, the second one that we ended up having, um, so it happened almost a week ago now. Um, we did a, some live field goals, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, live punts, punt returns. Uh, there was a two-minute drill uh, that they ended up doing. Um, and this one was a lot more pass-oriented. Uh, and I heard that the wide receivers really had a lot of struggle um, with catching the ball, which I was thinking back to last year. I mean, there, were, there was a few times where I was like, why aren't the wide receivers catching it? But I didn't think it was like that big of an issue, and uh, I I hope they're able to get um, their act together and uh, come down with some balls um, during the season because I, I know Gus is going to be on them about that. Yeah, there's so much talent in our wide receiver core. These guys should be picking the balls out of the air and attacking, and I know a lot of them do. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe maybe it was the depth. I'm just gonna I'm gonna assume that we were just going way deep. You know, like well, eighteen that's players deep. Because I think we we held out a lot of players that are the key guys. Obviously, Schwartz with the hand injury. Uh, we held out Eli Stove and Will Hastings, which I probably are going to be the top three guys besides what Seth Williams uh, to catch the ball this next season. So maybe it's that. Yeah, Gus said that Cord got some uh, throwing time as well. 
So just trying to round out his ability as yeah. third string and or backup, depending on what happens. Yeah. And I think that's very important uh, to get him as much play time, uh, at least in a scrimmage right now. Um, and and uh, maybe we'll get to see him even at, if we're just killing a team. I could potentially <laughs> see it in like the second or third games when we're playing cupcakes. Yeah. Um, to to go in and uh, let him get some, get some really good experience. time. For sure. Um, also with wide receivers, I heard, uh, Zach Farrar had some, uh, really big flashes, uh, but he also had troubles with uh, catching the ball and even had a, a fumble in the scrimmage. Um, but he got but, it back. Okay. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's what matters. It is. Um, it's not a turnover. Yeah. Um, one, th- one thing that I thought was very interesting that I heard, uh, I think about three different of, of Auburn's players mention and s- describe Zach Farrar. Um, Zach Farrar, if you don't know, he's the transfer wide receiver that we got. He's, I think, 6'4", yep. 2-something. He's huge. He's a huge guy. And I think in, we'll probably be able to use a lot of him this next season. But the word that the three Auburn players described him as is twitchy. And twitchy? I was like, what, is, what does that mean? What does that mean, especially with a wide receiver? And, and what, the more I started to think about it, I was thinking – He's a big guy and being twitchy is usually a good thing because tall guys are typically more slow and methodical. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're a wide receiver, especially if you have um, man on man coverage, which in the SEC you're going to get a lot of, you need to get off your man. And if you're twitchy, you can get off your guy. <laughs> so that's what I'm, I'm equating it to. No, I love it. That's a, uh, that's a great way to interpret that. Uh, so we also, and this is kind of neat. So this, uh, we just heard uh, from Gus Malzahn. So Will Hastings and Eli Stove are now back, uh, ready to go. Um, they didn't play in the scrimmage, but they were back um, the first practice after fall camp. So you can fully expect them to play uh, a lot of time um, in this very first game against Oregon. Um, so I thought this was also kind of interesting. So I was uh, browsing through Twitter, I think, and I saw this quote from Booby Whitlow, and uh, he said, running back you is back. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, yeah, I mean, Ben said that last week, so yep. that's pretty cool. Um, Telling you the players it, listen, man. <laughs> Booby must listen to our podcast. Booby, thank so. you for tuning in, buddy. Absolutely. Um, one thing that just made me think, okay, I like his optimism like that, but I do you think like his mouth will, could potentially get him in trouble this season if he says something like that? Like, oh, we're just going to demolish LSU. We're going to run all over. Nah, him. I love the swagger, and uh, you don't think that could be a bad thing? Though? No, please. I okay. I want him to. Uh, I mean, as long as he delivers on what he talks. But we I know. we've seen Booby run. He's fantastic. Yeah. So please have have the uh, have the swagger have the attitude show it on the field i'm all for it i mean i'm i'm fine with him as long as he backs it up absolutely but if as soon as he stops backing it up that is not the time to be jawing off <laughs> <laughs> like that is not the time um i think that about does it for our uh talking about bo Nix, uh and then also uh, catching up on news from the f- last week as always it's always great to be an auburn tiger and war eagle war eagle Beat the Ducks.
Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?